I'm your host, Elder Roger Roll, and we are blessed to have with us today Pastor Peter Joseph, because we're going to talk about mission, the mission of the church, and what the saints, the believers, should be doing. And Pastor Joseph loves evangelism. He loves to focus on the mission of the church. So I say, welcome, Pastor Joseph. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. May your Holy Spirit enlighten our viewers and our listeners and so that we can all know Jesus even better and do the things he's called us to do. In his name we do pray. Amen. 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 So we want to talk about mission, Pastor Joseph. And the first thing we need to clear up is that God, the mission is God's mission. Mm -hmm. And so we are blessed to know that. Now, God has allowed us to work along with him. What a privilege. And so I'd I'd like to first... uh, point out and ask you to highlight how God was on mission. And I want to read um, from Genesis chapter 3. And we see here that after Adam and Eve sinned, Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 says, and the Lord called Hmm. unto Adam and said, where art thou? And I find this interesting in that God didn't say, what have you done? Or he didn't say, why have you disobeyed me? He said, where are you? I, I, I see some comfort in that in regarding the intention that God has and how he deals with our loved ones. So what is so important? What does that point out about our God that he said to, when he went down into the garden, he said, where are you? Mm, isn't isn't that a, a, a missional God, a God on mission, and um, that's that's the truth. Um, when we talk about the mission, right? Uh, there is a term um, we use called uh, a, a term missio dei, missio dei, right? God's mission. Mm. So, so, so God sent Himself on a mission. Mercy. <laughs> no one could send God. Huh? Okay. No okay. one could send God. Yeah. yeah. God sent Himself on a mission mm. to save to save mm. us. And in, interestingly, mm. uh, I, I was listening as you read the scripture um, where God called them out. Where Where are you? 
um, and and God was not judgmental. God was not condemnatory, Hallelujah. right? Uh, God was in search uh, with a gospel nature, and a gospel nature comes out also when you look at Genesis chapter three and verse fifteen and what it says. Um, so 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 while they were there, as well as the serpent waiting to hear condemnation, God spoke and He said, "I will put enmity." Between thee and the woman, between thy seed, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Um, this text is known in, in the circles of theology as um, the proto-evangelion, which means the first gospel. Mm. That was the first gospel, mm-hmm. right? Who preached it? God! God. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, right? So... Um, yeah, God sent himself on a mission, and God had the gospel, and so uh, amazing, amazing, God is on mission, and, um, you know, thank God uh, he made a decision uh, to go on mission. That's why two of us are here today. Amen, yeah. amen, and, and, and it's powerful the way you put it. God sent himself mm-hmm. on, on, on mission, so what, what does it mean that that? God, in the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. sent himself. He came into this sinful world to, to save it. Uh, and obviously, the ultimate manifestation of how God loves us mm-hmm. and God on mission was Christ on the cross. Amen. So what does that say about his character? What does that tell us of this God who has sent himself? On mission. Well, it, it shows, again, the, the unconditional love of God for human beings. Um, and it also shows uh, that, that God is a God who is, is missional. He, he's in search um, of those um, of us uh, who are lost. Uh, in fact, um, when you look at 2 Corinthians 5, 19, he says, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Yes. Okay, so be, let, let me just take you back uh, to the, the pre-incarnate work of God because you mentioned how God you know, manifests himself in Christ. The truth is, <clears throat> when you look at the almighty God, Jesus Christ, right, our God in Christ, the God who appeared to Adam and Eve looking for them mm. was God in Christ, was Jesus. Amen. Right? Amen. The, the, the God who appeared to Moses at the, at the burning bush, right? The pre-incarnate Jesus, God in Christ. It Amen. was Jesus. Amen. Right? Um, the God who uh, appeared um, years before to Abraham and said, I'm Jehovah or I'm El Shaddai. Right, um, you know, it was Jesus. Mm. Right, um, the God who uh, appeared to Israel over and over in the wilderness um, uh, as a nation and, and made them a chosen nation through whom He would reach the world. Right, it, it was Jesus. Mm. It, this is the all pre-incarnate uh, work of God on mission. Mm. Right. So you look at Adam and Eve, you look at, at, at Abraham, you look at Moses, you look at the nation uh, of, 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 of Israel at that time. And then you come now to the incarnate, right? So all of that pointed to that day when God will become flesh. 
right? God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, yeah. right? <clears throat> so um, God became man. Um, he lived, and, and what this is very important, he lived a perfect life, hmm. right? I mean, a sinless life. Then he was put on a cross, right? Uh, and he died for our sins. All that is bringing out the real nature of God's love and God's um, approach, God, God's desire for mission as he constantly is on, is on mission. Um, and, of course, Jesus was resurrected uh, and ascended up to heaven. What his life, his death, burial, and resurrection, all that formed the message that we would have. It is that message that we would have that God will give us to continue the work of Christ and take that message uh, to the world. Right, so so God is always on mission, and as you mentioned, through His Son, right, and His Son now, of course, is our intercessor in the heavenly sanctuary. But the mission is not ended, mm. so the mission continues now through the church. Mm. Mm. So, Jesus, you, you said that Jesus, before He came to this earth, mm -hmm. there are various times that you can see Him the pre-incarnate mm. Jesus uh, on mission. Yeah. It, it basically, as we see in, in, in the Old Testament. Indeed. Uh, sometimes I, I don't think that we, we fully grasp that. We, mm. When we think about the Old Testament, mm. we, we just think about God, God the, the Father, Father. As, as opposed to really recognizing that all three persons are Indeed. are involved Indeed. in mission Indeed. even in the Old Testament. Indeed, because we, we we are always Trinitarian, right? We we believe in that. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit at work all the time in mm -hmm. one. Right? So when we see what God was doing um in the Old Testament and, and, and Paul looking at it writes this text, he says, There is one God, right, and one mediator. Yes between God and man, yes. and that's the man Christ Jesus. Yes. And he has been the eternal mediator, right? So since sin, the one who has really interacted with us, right, and appearing mm. is, is, is the mediator, is mm. Jesus, is mm. God was in Christ. Mm. 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 <laughs> Interesting. So we, have, we see that mm. uh, in the Old Testament, the pre-incarnate, Incarnate Christ. Mm -hmm. And then we see in the, the New Testament where, as you mentioned, Christ Incarnate. came in, mm -hmm. in the flesh Indeed. And, and lived a sinless life. Indeed. And we, even in, in, in John, he said, in the beginning yes. was the Word. Yes. Um, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. Mm -hmm. these, these, these texts are, are powerful because there are times, Pastor, that mm -hmm. we think about Jesus only when he came to this earth. Mm -hmm. But as you said, at each stage, Jesus Christ was involved in creation. He was involved in mission at every step of the way. Yeah. So how, how, how can you help uh, persons to understand that you said that he's a mediator? Mm -hmm. So what, what is this? It, what part of his mission mm -hmm. is he doing right now? Because you mentioned that he's a mediator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, as as it relates to to the function of Christ now, right? And this is something we need to understand that that as it relates to our salvation, Christ is prophet, priest, and king, mm. right? Prophet, 
priest and king. So when he was here, right, he was one, um, he operates as a prophet when, when, when he was on earth, right? He, 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 I mean, you look at Matthew 24, right? You see his prophetic approach. You see his teachings, right? Um, so that, that, was, that was immense in the way he did his ministry, um, uh, even greater than Moses, mm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, <laughs> now his function, right, his function is high priest. So he's now priest. When the ministry in heaven concludes, then he'll assume another function, right? Mm which is king, king of kings Yay. and Lord Amen. of lords. Amen. So come back to your I just said that so I could come back to your question uh, about <clears throat> what, is, what is he doing now? What is he, what is, um, what, what, what he's doing now? That is, that is very important. It's a very important question. So I take you back to the book of Acts. Um, when Jesus was resurrected, right, the Bible said that he appeared for 40 days to the disciples, teaching them about the kingdom, mm-hmm. Acts 1-3, mm-hmm. right? Now, Paul writing about that in 1 Corinthians 15, right, about that event said that Jesus appeared to individuals, he appeared to a small group, and he appeared to large audiences, sometime up to 500 people. Mm. That, that's what that's what First Corinthians 15, mm. 15 um, said. So what was he doing that for? Okay, he was doing it so that each of these individuals would have personal experience of Jesus Christ, because they were going to be the ones to take that message out. And they should say, I saw him, mm-hmm. I touched him, I yes, feel him. Yes, yes. Right? Right? Yes. So, so that's exactly what, what happened um, with that. Now, so after Jesus did that, right, you know what happened in, in Acts, yeah, Acts 1 verse 9, I think. Um, while, he was on the, while he was on the mount, while he was speaking to them, all of a sudden, right, your battalion of angels came down, took him up. Mm-hmm. So he was, t- and Jesus, um, and two angels said to them who were just there, you know, why are you gazing? Yes, yes. Ah, are we, are we, are we in a position now just gazing, not going on mission, right? Just gazing, just gazing around, gazing on all kinds of things, right? So, um, so this same Jesus, taken from you, right, will come back. You'll see him in like manner as you've seen, um, seen him go. So when Jesus was inaugurated in heaven as high priest. You know what happened? At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit yes. came down on the believers. Yes. It was for mission. Yes. Because the mission is going to be a supernatural mission. Yes. It's not, it's not something you can do and I can do on my own. Mm. No, mm. it's vast. It's, 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 it's difficult. So we're going to need supernatural help. But we have somebody. Right, Paul says we have an high priest yes. that is touched with the feelings yes. of our infirmities. Yes. Right, and we must come boldly to the yes. throne of grace yes. that we may obtain mercy yes. and find grace to yes. help in the time of time need. need. It's yes. mission need. We yes. have mission need. Right, we have need for help in the mission. Yes, and the Holy Spirit, right, is sent, right, to help us. And Jesus 
is keeps um, performing his intercessory work, his high priestly work, right? So, so um, we are not left alone, right? Hallelujah. Jesus is still in the mission because remember, you said it earlier. We should never forget that this is God's mission. Amen. This is God's mission. Ooh. It's the missio day. It's God's mission. God sent Himself on a mission. Uh, he did. He did all He had to do, right? Then he, he called us, and and when when He called us, we understood the purpose. The purpose was to come into a church, right? When we come into a church, we come not just to gather. We come not just to gather, but to scatter. We come not just to gather, but to scatter. We come not just to gather, but to scatter. It's the mission, right, of the church, right? And we have the the Holy Spirit that is sent. To us when Jesus was inaugurated as high priest. Hallelujah. And now Jesus keeps interceding, interceding for us. Oh, bless the Lord. That, that, that is so uh, wonderful to hear, Pastor. Mm-hmm. As you point out, it's God's mission. Mm-hmm. And we are blessed to be able to work along with him in mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, this mission that we are able to be co-laborers with God. There are times you, you mentioned that you or I cannot fulfill the duties of this mission on our own. No, it's too big. So you're telling me that God equips us and he empowers us for this task. Indeed, indeed. And so in light of this, uh, as you look at worldwide evangelism, because that's, that's our mission, mm-hmm. how can... Uh, Speak to brothers and sisters. How can they deal with feelings of inadequacy or feelings that 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 the the attitudes and the challenges ahead of them may be too much? How how is it that he equips us and empowers us for this task? Yeah, and um, every any time you ask or you do a survey on why people don't get engaged in public witnessing. Um, why people prefer to be watchers? Mm. Um, <laughs> why why people uh, simply pre- prefer uh, to be entertained and not to participate? <clears throat> and the answer um, can be, well, we are afraid, hmm. or we don't know how to do it. Oh. Okay, so to get rid of the fear. Is for them to know how to do it. Yes. Okay. This is why um, when you see how the church was set up, right, for instance, in Ephesians chapter 4, I think, and verse 8, uh, uh, I mean, that, that's some we, we went through some weeks ago. Um, Ephesians 4 and verse 8. Okay, let me just... Try put on this glasses. Uh, I don't act like Sister Michelle um, <laughs> Green. I mean, the young Sister Michelle Green. All right. Um, okay. So Ephesians chapter four, right? He says, verse eleven, and he gave some apostles and some prophets mm-hmm. and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Um, so God has 
people in the church with special gifts. Amen. And these people with special gifts are there to equip, to equip the, the saints. Now, the equipping of the saints um, will first require that whatever is not right or whatever challenges that they have, right, it's just like a net, right? There's some mending that you have to do, right? So if they have fear, you have to address the fear, mm -hmm. right? After addressing the fear, and one of the ways to address fear really, right, is to have people, first of all, confront the great promises of God. Amen. What God has promised. Yes. Right? And what God has made available to us through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right? And, and also the use of stories. Right? For instance, um, Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. Yes, yes. Right? Y y y these are what motivate people to drive fear out of them, to show them that God is bigger than all their problems. Yes, yes. Bigger than all their fears. Yes. Right? That, 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 so you have to address the fear. You can't, you can't just say, oh, um, uh, why, why, okay, why, why you folk just sit down and do nothing? Uh, <laughs> it seems like God hasn't done anything for you all. You can't become judgmental. If they're afraid, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. So you have to first address the fear, Amen. right? Once that fear is addressed, right, then 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 the next the next um, thing to do is to begin to equip, begin to equip, give practical tools how you do this, right? What is the method? So so why you do it? They need to know how you do it. They also need to know this. This is very important because if if you're not practical in what you do, right, uh, in terms of the the building up of the, faith, the the saints and equipping the saints, then that could be a real issue for mission. And and another thing is, <clears throat> as pastors, that's what we need to understand as well, right? Um, that our work is more than just sermonizing, mm. right? It's more than that. And, and because we are not paying attention to equipping the saints for work. Yes. So what yes. happened is, so you could find that the pastor is on the stage and the seats are filled with people being entertained. So, so you have more a consumer culture. Mm -hmm. They come to consume. They come to consume. The people come to consume a program. Mm -hmm. They come to consume a praise. Mm -hmm. They come to consume a, a worship service, and then they go home, mm. not understanding mm. that when you depart, you depart mm. for mission. Amen. Right? Yes. Not, yes not, 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 not to have yourself depleted and then come back again like you're going to um, uh, the big store in the states where people like to go to what? Walmart, <laughs> yeah, to get to get more. Right? It's not. It's not that kind of thing. Is hey, you come in. The Spirit fill you. 
you are equipped. You go, you serve, you come back, you testify of the goodness of God, like Amen. the book of Acts. Amen. And and while you're testifying of the good of good goodness of God, sometimes the place will shake yes. with the presence yes. of God. Yes. We need to see that kind of thing again, right? And it's going to require, again, to answering your question, it's going to require what is some, something what is called discipleship. This is why um, Jesus said, he said, go into all the world and make disciples, yes, sir. right? That's, that's very important because once a believer comes in, right, then he needs to be or she needs to be discipled, a follower of Christ, yes. right? Joining the army yes. and, 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 and meeting more people, right? Meeting more people. Lots of times I think um, the mission suffers because we have con- members who are, co- who are consumers, Right, mm. they're consumers. We don't have a lot of disciples who are following Christ yes. in the mission field. Yes, yes. Right, but we have a lot of consumers. So, so as as we we uh, wind down, Pastor, I would any last words you can share to encourage uh, persons who are presently are consumers, as as you say. Mm-hmm. How do you encourage them to? Um, work along with the pastors to truly become disciples? How can you, can you encourage them? And after explaining to them how they can get involved, mm-hmm. can you pray for them so sure. that truly we have laborers in, in this field? Because mm-hmm. Christ quite some time ago says that, that the fields are ripe, the mm-hmm. harvest, so mm-hmm. persons are there just waiting mm-hmm. for someone mm-hmm. to bring the word of God to yeah. them. I, I would say to, to those people, that just to encourage every every member of the church that the reason why God has given us an opportunity to be in the mission is that mission gives us meaning and significance Hallelujah. and and I, and I'm, I'm I'm calling people <clears throat> right to engage in the mission and you're going to feel that your life is worth living Right, Amen. you're going to feel your life is worth living, mm-hmm. because there is meaning. Uh, until you engage in mission, right, then you're missing the purpose, hmm. the meaning, right, for which Christ brought you into the church. Always remember, He called you. Yes, Adam, where are you? He called yes. out to you. Yes, He called yes. out to you, right. Yes. Say, now you're here. Saved by grace. Living with meaning means that you continue to cooperate with God, be a co-laborator with God, and he promised, get this, he'll never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. So, So now you know that, and I've encouraged you to get involved, right? If you're in your church, right, you get connected with your pastor, get involved in small group ministries. Remember, Jesus appeared to individual, small group, large crowds. Okay, so get involved with small group ministry or get involved with, with, with ministering tools, right? Or uh, be available with your pastor to engage in mass evangelism. Amen. Right? Because that work is God's work. That mission is God's mission. It, can, it cannot fail. And once you're engaged in it, 
it means that you are a co-laborer together Hallelujah. with God and your life will be worth living. You will experience meaning and satisfaction that you've never experienced before. Bless the Lord. Amen. So can we close with a prayer? Sure. So I want to pray. Oh God and Father, thank you so much for your presence, not just with us in the studio, but the movement of your presence through the airways. And oh God, speaking to people right there in their homes. I pray that those who heard us will hear the voice of God calling them to mission and they'll respond. And the Holy Spirit will give them the power to be involved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Joseph, for sharing on how God is on mission and therefore we should also be on mission. And I thank our listeners and our viewers for joining us once again here on Eternal Pages. Be blessed. <laughs>